Play the fucking intro. Dustin and this is Eric and this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 261. A lot of good music to get to. Uh, Eric and I both went to a show. We'll definitely talk about that here in a moment. Oh yeah. And by the looks of Eric's picks, I see a lot of bands that are going to be out on tour playing shows and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Yeah, uh, apparently so. Two of my picks, I realize, will be touring uh, together in the next uh, few months. Yep. And I did not realize that. <laughs> well, so, I by guess coincidence was, then. Yeah, it was by coincidence or by some uh, stroke of intuition, maybe. <laughs> well, good bands. <laughs> we'll talk about those when we get to them. Let's get into the show. A lot of cool music. No interview here, but a lot of fun, great music to get to. Let's get into the new stuff. So, we'll start on the 16th. Mad World released. Please rewind on Irish Voodoo Records. Just played a track off that over on... Punkinoy Worldwide did a episode featuring a couple labels. One of those labels on there was Irish Booty Records. Another one, uh, Asteroid M Records, which uh, we'll talk about more in a moment. Uh, Dead Evil released Bite the Viper single on the 18th. Analog Decryption released New Vacation single on the 18th on Little Willie Records. Uh, Ino Minive released Farias M. Helsinki which I believe that translated into Holidays in Helsinki in Portuguese. That's on the 18th. On the 19th, The Eradicator released Squash Bender, which is a single off of their album. Their next album, I don't even think it's supposed to come out to like the fall, but there's a single released for it. You can check that out. The Scoffs released Just Cause, which is an EP. Parasites released a new release. Uh, they're a band from Russia. And so the album title is in Russian, so go look up Parasites, played them before. On the 20th, Fight Against Monuments released Wastelands EP. Feel the Flames released Constructing a War Against You on Indecision Records on the 22nd. No Quarter released Fear and Loathing on the Pacific Highway on the 22nd. Snuff released Crepusculo Dorato. And it actually has a super long name. Like, if you actually look at the name of the album, you can go look that up. Both those released on melodic punk style. No Restraints released Stand Our Ground on Demons Run Amok. That fight against monuments was also on Demons Run Amok. The Fuzz Tones released Encore on Cleopatra Records. Bankrupt released Astolena and Andromeda single. I believe they are from... Turkey, if I'm not mistaken, and so it's the same song, but one version in English and the other is in Turkish. Guardrails released If You Please on Irish Voodoo Records. That's an EP. Played a track off of it on that episode I was referring to. Moral yeah. Law released The Looming End, which is a single from uh, New Age Records. The Hazmats released Empty Rooms. It's an EP. That's on the 22nd. And now we're going to go to the 23rd. Antivision released Catharsic. That's a single that was released on Asteroid M Records. Played that track over on uh, that episode that I also referred to. Adriatic on the 24th released Death's Funeral. It's a single. Spill Your Guts released The Wrath It Takes on the 25th. Teens in Trouble released I'm Not Worried, which was a single on the 27th. Dropouts released Off the Leash. Actually heard a couple of those tracks today. That was released yesterday on the 26th. That's a good one. 
Patty and the Rats released from or will release from Wasteland to Wonderland this Friday the 29th. Nofnog release will be releasing Insomnia on the 29th. Firepower, I believe that's a self-titled EP. And definitely looking forward to that. It's coming out this Friday the 29th. And No Plan is releasing No Plan EP on the 29th. Only a few releases there for the 29th, but I'm sure next week I will have a lot more to report. On the first, Chinese label, which is called Kids Union Records. They'll be releasing Punk Rock Compilation Volume 3. A lot of awesome bands are going to be a part of that one, so I recommend heading over to kidsunion.bandcamp.com on May 1st. Check that out. Hans Gruber and the Diehards will be releasing with a vengeance on the 3rd. Terror's releasing Pain Into Power on the 6th. Rome Jacks will be releasing a split with Flatfoot 56 on the 6th. The Drowns is going to be releasing Lunatics, which is an EP. We'll be talking more about that here in a moment. That's on the 6th. Warthog is releasing Warthog EP on Static Shock Records. And finally, Ultra Sect is releasing Echoes from the Past, which I believe is also an EP. I already heard a song from It. It's coming out on May 6th. It's going to be on LSM Vinyl and Contra Records. Awesome band, awesome release. Eric, what do you got to add? Um, just to sort of uh, piggyback on the uh, terror release, Pain Into Power, there was another single that came out a couple of days ago, which is the title track. Awesome. Yep. Listen to that one. Pretty good. I watched uh, the video today, actually. I was watching that earlier today. I have to check out the video. Uh, let's see. Uh, Municipal Waste released Electrified Brain. That was also... Uh, that was also not too long ago. I think it was earlier this week. Uh, they released their single "Grave Dive." <clears throat> yeah, the single is called "Grave Drive." A uh, grave, actually, that is <laughs> "Grave Drive." <laughs> grave Drive. You okay. know, when you drive a hearse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, "Grave Dive." It's the new single that's coming on their forthcoming record, which will be out July first. Electrified Brain. Awesome. So there you go. Got that uh, title. Uh, confusion a little sorted out and also the uh band cave in they are original math core giants they are releasing a new album on the 20th of may heavy pendulum uh they i bring this up because they released a new single i believe blood spiller uh last week and yep this is shaping out to be a pretty heavy release and i think it's their first release in it it's their first release in a while yeah, since 2019, that was their last release and final transmission, and before that was White Silence in 2011. So, yeah, kind of had a bit of a lull for the better part of the 2010s, but looks like they're coming back a-roaring. Nice. So, yeah, there's some promise there. Awesome. Well, speaking of releases that are out into the future, like that July release you just spoke of, your release, or your new track, rather, is going to be coming off of... Uh, an uh, Out in the Future release, an August release. Yep, an August 5th release, <laughs> specifically from the band The Interrupters. <laughs> yeah, The Interrupters, they've been teasing a new album, like we said, it's coming out in August, and they did so with their single In the Mirror, and that came out on the 12th of this month. That being April, in case you're listening to this in the far future. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, The Interrupters... I Yeah, I've played them on this show before. I played one track um, earlier this year on their Live in Tokyo record, which was great record. Yeah. <laughs> yep. First live album, first show in Tokyo, and it was a sold-out show. So, way to go, Rancid 2.0. <laughs> 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 it 
Yeah, I know what I said. They hate the comparison, but I'm like, come on. <laughs> Musically, you're rancid. Vocally, you're the distillers. Uh, you're right? Like the, what? There you go. You're basically what... You're basically what uh, Tim Armstrong and Brody Daly were supposed to be. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, And we found that in the Interrupters. Anyway, Interrupters, they have three amazing studio albums under their belt. I honestly cannot find a song that I hate by them or even dislike. I love everything they've put out. Every song that I hear, I'm like, oh, I already know it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> and I hope, I just hope that they keep riding that train with their forthcoming record in the wild and with the song in the mirror. Yep, yeah, it's shaping up to be that way. Here is the newest track from the Interrupters in the mirror. No matter how far I run, I always in the back here.
it's a little bit more of a reserved sound. I mean, they have their reserved tracks, but they are a lot more uppity in in comparison to this. Right. So this one feels, uh, I guess, for lack of a better uh, comparison, more like a lounge uh, ska sort of thing. <laughs> uh, at least that's how it sounded with the overall kind of a wavy uh, sound effects that were going on in the background. And I guess that was the point. So, bit of an interesting single to lead the to lead with as a promotion for their upcoming album. So, yet we'll see how the rest of it shapes out. Uh, lyrically, I also got to say that this is a you can tell that this is Amy kind of a being more soul bearing on this one. Right. I mean, no matter how far you go, always end up back here. It's uh, it's like not not physically speaking, but mentally speaking. No matter how much you accomplish, you still you still always have those little ailments following closely behind you. Right. I know how that goes. It sucks. It's a constant uphill battle. And when you fall, you fall a little further and you have to scratch your way back up. So speak the truth, Amy. Thank you. <laughs> well, I've got a couple new tracks too. This, uh, the first one is a single. It was released March 25th. The band is called Rough Law. They are from Madrid, in Spain. Uh, we played uh, something off of one of their, well, their demo. They released a demo this last year, 2021. The band started in 2020. Uh, the band is made up of uh, band members that were in groups such as Spansouls, uh, 15MG, Murder King, Insufferables, Rebel Workers, and La Cruz. So if you like this, you might want to go check out those bands as well. Former band members of those bands. Uh, it's a cool band out of Madrid. I'm uh, grateful and thankful to the band for sending us this single. It's ACAB. It was uh, a single. It was not on that demo. So let's get into that new single that came out about a month ago, March 25th. ACAB. A cat and a bat. A cat and a bat, indeed. Los papeles del coche. Mirad, listillos. Os sacáis los papeles del puto coche ahora mismo o os empapelo a los tres hasta las orejas. ¡Coño! Sí, pero no golpee el coche, que es nuevo. ¿Y qué? ¿Y qué que sea nuevo, coño? Oiga, le he dicho ya que soy abogado, payaso. Idiota. No le haga caso, es que está borracho. Salgan. Sí, pero no golpee el coche, por favor. Salgan del coche a Oda Mis. ¿Qué coño hacen? ¡Joder! ¡Paren eso, coño!
Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, man, I don't even know how to translate that into Spanish off the top of my head. <laughs> but I could just assume that uh, all cats are boneheads. <laughs> <laughs> could be. It could be. All right. Well, that, again, I appreciate Rough Law for sending that. Always looking uh, for more from all the great bands that share music with us, including that band. Go check out that single came out on March 25th. Oh, I got a better one. All cactuses are bushes. Okay, yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say it was going to make sense. I just thought it'd be funny. It'd be a fun <laughs> argument to have with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good Lord. All right, next new one. It's uh, going to be a release here in a couple weeks on Pirates Press. Uh, next Friday on May 6th, the band The Drowns will be releasing Lunatics EP. They have had a couple singles come out recently. And one or two of the singles will be on that EP. Uh, we're going to be playing something different from those singles that you might have already heard. If you're unfamiliar with the band The Drowns, you definitely should check them out. They're from Seattle. Again, on May 6th, Lunatics EP. I like the album artwork. Looks pretty awesome. And you can get the, the vinyl over there on Pirates Press. I'll be playing a bunch of Pirates Press releases next week. But at... uh, I had a few new ones. And so we're going to put this one on this episode the Drowns from Lunatics. We're going to check out the track, She's the Knife. Who the hell are you? Who do you think you're cat calling? Come here, tough guy. She got to teach you a fucking lesson. Your mama teach you to talk to girls like that. You better walk home. Show you the ropes Her life is not, but it may 
Stuff, the drowns, she's a knife. She's a knife. I love that. It's got a more of an aggressive tone in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Just see a bunch of you just see a bunch of guys uh raising their fists and just like uh just clamoring to the front. <laughs> she's a knife. Yes. They know how to do it right. I agree. Drowns are awesome. I've seen them at punk rock bowling. I hope they come to Salt Lake at some point. I'm just going to say Seattle, Salt Lake, not too far from each other, if anybody from the Drowns is listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a band from Seattle coming down in the next uh, um, about month and a half, in, a, okay. in about six weeks. <laughs> awesome. We'll be talking more about them as it gets closer. Yes, as it gets closer. And uh, yeah, we might, we just might be... Uh, Having a little sit-down discussion with them. Just maybe. Yeah, just maybe. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into some older, lesser-known items. Uh, what do you have for this episode? I have one of the songs that stuck out to me by Strung Out. Okay. <laughs> yep, the band Strung Out. I know for a fact I have literally never played them on my accord on this show. <laughs> right. Yep, but the... I don't know who, I, I know who it is. It's uh, Jake Kiley. Yes. But I don't know what position he is in. Uh, like, Jake is guitar. Okay. So he's one of the shredders in yes. that band. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Now, uh, I should I should put profess, pre- preface this. Thank you. Right. The brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the fact that I have not been the biggest fan of Strung Out. Not to say that I think they're terrible or anything like that. Far from it. I think they're actually incredibly innovative. Um, yeah, because you talk about them in the span of 90s skate punk. And Strung Out really uh, stuck out like a sore thumb. In that they were one of the bands that were like, yeah, it's fast skate punk. 
You, you can hear a lot of this stuff on any given lag wagon or no effects record, but what you can't hear on those are just how they shred on those guitars. They have Iron Maiden style solos on there. That was unheard of for a, for just a raggedy old skate punk band at the time. So strung out, I really got to tip my hat to those guys. That was, that was pretty amazing. However, I did not dive into their discography, at least not to the extent as some people. I mean, yeah, their fans are fans with a capital everything. Right. I've seen with Punk Rock Bowling once. Uh, so uh, did I. Mark Hardcore uh, did the episode with me, and he lined up the interview with Jake. So he actually did a lot of the interviewing when we had Jake on the show a few years back. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we know what... We know a lot of the stuff that Chris likes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's, his taste is stuck in the 90s. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, but yeah, for better or worse, Strung Out, they are, still, they are still going strong. They have released a ton of albums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. And I've seen them three times. Yeah, three times. Not really uh, intentionally. Like, uh, I saw them once at Punk Rock Bowling. I saw them... Uh, again at one of the last warp tours and then I saw them opening up for Pennywise a few years ago when they uh, when they came to town so and every time it's been fun yeah <laughs> they are a fun band to see live even though I can't recognize the music for the life <laughs> of me um, anyway I've, I've built them up enough um, yeah the song that I chose is from the album that came out in 2015 Transmail transmission Alpha Delta. I tried to mix all three of those words yeah. together. Holy shit. Yeah, Transmission, Alpha Delta. It, I don't think it was their last album, was it? Uh, no, they had one since that just came out. Okay. Like, we did the interview December of 2018, and that interview was on episode 80.5, which was the last episode of December. Well, that following August in 2019, uh, they had their newest release that came after Transmission, Alpha Delta. Okay. And that was their last release. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, again, that shows how in the loop I am as I was strung <laughs> out. Uh, but how I discovered this uh, specific song, it came out on a uh, on the Fact Records compilation, Fact Fat Wrecked. I believe it was volume two, maybe? Okay. And it was, uh, and yeah, it was a showcase of like all the bands that were currently signed to Fat Records and even some uh, undercuts and some unreleased cuts and this song was one of them the song rats in the walls i remember listening to this compilation and that was this one was the biggest standout to me so much so that i had to go and uh, listen to the rest of the record and the rest of the record is an astounding it's all right (laughs) (laughs) it's it's all right it's just uh not all of the record gripped me in the same way that the uh uh the first track dig uh, did but be that as it may, the first track did its job. It caught me. It gripped me hook, line, and sinker, and and just threw me in. <laughs> but it's the standout track to me. It's the one I always come back and listen to. Here it is, strung out, rats in the wall. The walls. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed. The bitterness of men fear the way of human progress. The hate of you will pass when dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. 
<laughs> so yeah, for those of you who haven't heard Strung Out, um, yeah, hopefully this was a decent first outing for you guys. It certainly was for me. This was the first Strung Out song I heard. So that's also kind of why it holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> so... So yeah, you get a pretty decent taste on there. You get the speed of skate punk, and you get the uh, you get the sort of uh, ferocity behind it as well in the uh, rhythm section. And like I said, you get those sweet and sultry shredding up and down, all the sweeps, all the hammer ons, all the crazy, all the crazy guitar virtuosity that you'd sooner hear in a Maiden record or a Priest record or a Metallica record. It's all there. So. Strung out, good on you. Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are awesome. They are awesome. Uh, I, I, the band that I picked this episode, Eric and I, it's going to lead us into talking about the live shows, at least the live show I went and saw. Eric might have more to add uh, when we get there after the song. But <laughs> uh, I really liked Idols first time seeing them, first time for them being in Salt Lake, though they said they've been to the States eight times, and they'll be coming back later this year for – Anybody that didn't go to Coachella or I think they did like Vegas, Salt Lake, and Coachella in California, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. They only did like two places and then they were at Coachella twice. They bookended uh, the two places they went to with two Coachella experience, uh, shows. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Right. So we got lucky. Right? Yeah, we did. <laughs> for seeing two or for two spots. But you know what? I was surprised and. Uh, I'm always surprised when I go to some bands that I really enjoy, even ahead of time knowing some of the venues that might be smaller venues. And I'm like, wow, I'm surprised. And then you get there and maybe even the turnout is even a little bit smaller than I would anticipate, mm-hmm. you know? And to be honest, I, I think highly of a lot of the bands that I listen to and you do, I do. <laughs> and so it's kind of mind boggling to me. I've been to shows here, but I've been to shows in other places as well, and I'm just surprised at small turnouts. And what I'm getting to is Idols, I thought, had a very large turnout for Salt Lake City. Oh, they did. There was a few thousand people there, which is uh, one of the larger shows that I've been to outside of, you know, going and seeing some metal bands and stuff like that at Mm -hmm. USANA Amphitheater, if you're familiar with Salt Lake anyway. So (laughs) I thought, wow, very impressive. Where where are idols? What are idols doing? Because I just hear idols and I hear another band that I like and I think they do a really good job. What are they doing that the other bands that uh, you and I could both pick apart and say, God, I really like that band. I'm surprised the turnout is so small. Yeah. Compared to a band that I still also like and it's not a knock on idols at all. I think it's fantastic and uh, I, I bet... Next time they come, they'll probably have a gigantic showing, too, even though this was the first time they were here. The point is, is I just wonder how other bands don't get the draw. I don't wonder why they got such a big draw, because I feel like that's how most of the shows I go to should be, mm-hmm. is a larger crowd. <laughs> so I think they're right on par with where I feel bands I would like to see are. I don't know why so many of the other ones are not. And again, it's not a knock on anybody, just it's a curiosity. Yeah, it's uh, that's just sort of what we do when we've been going to shows as long as we have, listening to music as long as we have, and just wondering why people aren't hearing the same thing we are. Do it's like, do you not hear this band? Right? Are you not listening to them? Uh, do you read the lyrics? You know. <laughs> 
But you know, it's all it's all subjective at that point. Anyone can hear anything, and they have their own opinions about it. But apparently, judging by the turnout of this uh, idol show, man, it seems a lot of people are on that same wavelength, right? Because <laughs> I mean, I was up front during that show, and let me tell you. I could feel the excitement exuding off of all the people there. I uh, was in the back man. at that show, and I could feel all the excitement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I felt it physically. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll get I'll get more into detail of that later, but uh, kind of rolling back by um, uh, by what you were saying about the turnout of the show and who it, who idols actually uh, uh, who hears them and who they relate to. I got to tell you, there were very little, there was a very little amount of people there that I could tell were punks. I saw maybe one guy in a circle jerk shirt. I could see uh, another guy wearing a, uh, uh, wearing a battle vest with a casualties patch on it. And honestly, that's all I can remember. <laughs> it reminds me, and this yep. may be exclu- not exclusive, but something for Salt Lake City for sure, but when I go to a Descendants show or when I go to, I don't know, uh, who else? Bad Religion probably fits that bill. Mm-hmm. They usually draw pretty decent crowds and you see a overwhelming majority don't fit yeah. what, what you're just describing. They, they are what the opposite of the two people that you just described, which is probably the bulk of what showed up at the Idol show and that's probably why those type of bands turn up so many people why it is i don't know well that was sort of what i'm getting at the majority of people that i saw there they're wearing a lot of a uh, uh some pastel clothes that you could tell were picked up at a thrift shop some uh <laughs> very decent amount of uh thick specs that may or may not be needed on the uh wearer right <laughs> and Quite a few handlebar mustaches. Yes. <laughs> and, and yeah, you got to get what I'm going at. This is... Hipsters. These are the hipsters. <laughs> you know, yeah, I used to talk shit on all the hipsters. It's uh, it's boring now. But <laughs> <laughs> kind of like hipsters themselves. <laughs> uh, okay, regardless, what Idols is to them is probably their version of heavy hipster music. Oh, okay. Because if you take away like some of the... Uh, the heavy garage and industrial elements of Idol's music. Yeah, it's just that it's just that kind of uh, airbrushed, uh, sultry body music that you see a lot of hipsters listening to. On par with guys like uh, uh, like MGMT, for example. You know? But because Idol's is the way they are, and they just have those songs that just make you want to stomp around, make right. you want to throw some elbows, maybe just like bang your head into oblivion. Yeah. You can see hipsters just getting into that, like saying, okay, I, I think I could get a little harder here, <laughs> but <laughs> Idols, is, Idols is cutting it close. You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that that is the appeal that Idols has on a, on a spectrum outside of just uh, punk. You know, It's just kind of uh, crossing the line. They're transitional. They're, they can uh, appeal to a wider demographic right. than what they are doing. It's like they found a formula, they're rolling with it, and they are doing a good job. <laughs> they're doing a great job. Again, thousands of people there. I'd say two to 3,000, somewhere in that range, just rough estimate. 
and the tickets thirty two bucks. So they had to rake in some some money. Good for them mm-hmm. for coming over to, to Utah and, and making uh, you know a good fistful. I bought my ticket the day of that morning, and so the day of price plus service fees and all that came out to. Almost fifty bucks. It was like forty nine and change. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Goddamn. Goddamn. So along those lines, <laughs> we go back to so many of the shows that we talk about, or even just you know when we're talking about the shows that will be coming up. And I'm always repeating: five dollar tickets, ten dollar tickets. Show is free. Twelve dollar ticket. You know, fifteen dollar ticket. And this was thirty two dollars, mm-hmm. and it was a huge turnout. Yep. It's because idols, uh, arguably enough, had the reach. Right. They have the. They have the. Um, yeah, they they've also got the uh, longevity. They've been around since. Uh, yeah, what was it? Twenty thirteen. Something like say? that. Yeah. Yeah, and now they have. Uh, yeah, one, two, three, four albums under their belt. Right. <laughs> yep. And. And yeah, they said that they got another coming. <laughs> Well, speaking of that lengthy discography, I will note that that is a headlining band that they played for, I think, 100 minutes. I looked at my phone when they were on the stage, right when they took it, and then when they were finally done. I don't think they did an encore. Did they do an encore? No, not really. I left. So I think they left the stage for a second and came right back, right? Yeah, they Yeah, they did. I don't they know were... if that's really an encore, which I... It wasn't an encore per se. They were kind of uh, making fun of the whole uh, encore thing. It's right. just like give the illusion that the show was done only to come back on stage. They were just kind of joking around with it. They were on stage for an hour and 40 minutes. I can't recall the last band yep. that I saw. Most bands that are headliners play for approximately an hour. The long ones are like an hour and 10 minutes. These guys played for an hour. They're, they're on stage anyway for an hour and 40 minutes. Yep. But there was only uh, there were only one of the two bands on that bill, right? Yeah, the yeah. We'll talk about the opening band in a minute. But I missed the, them. Yeah. I only saw. I got there about five minutes before Idols took the stage. So I got that's there. About, uh, I got there like uh, right after I think they went on stage, and they were they were all right. <laughs> the first the, band got you. Yeah, odd. Yeah, the first band, Atomic Bomb. Odd. Yeah, Atomic, the first two syllables of that being spelled like Autumn, the season. Right. So, uh, so yeah, and they were, you know, they were incredibly soft. They were just like, uh, yeah, they had a little bit of electronic, a little bit of old school uh, rock and roll music. I mean, like 50s rock and roll style. So it was very, uh, yeah, very reserved, very laid back, but... Kind of a nice uh, contrast of an opener for the intensity that is Idols. Like, holy hell. Oh, God. But <laughs> I don't feel like I missed out on that band then. So, not entirely. <laughs> let's, we'll get, a, we'll play a song. We're going to basically split up. We've already been talking about the live show we've seen. We'll talk more about it and some other live shows. After we play a track, I picked a track from Idols off of Ultramano. They released that September 25th of 2020. If you're unfamiliar, they're from Bristol, so when they came over here from the UK, I thought it was pretty awesome to get to see them, and uh, I think there was a handful of tracks that got like a bigger crowd uh, reaction compared to a lot of the other ones, and so I picked one of the tracks that we hadn't played on the show previous, because we have played Idols a few times already, but one we hadn't played that I thought got a really good crowd reaction, the crowd was really into it, I really like the track already myself, mm-hmm. so... 
double whammy on that one. Let's get into Idols with the track Grounds. <laughs> thunder there <laughs> it was a, it was all right <laughs> during the song yes that last uh 10 or so seconds i don't know mm. what that was anyway uh awesome band i really had a great time definitely worth the price of admission and uh i would oh, imagine yeah. based on watching the crowd uh i think a lot of other people felt the same oh yeah <laughs> there there was a point when uh their guitarist went down into the crowd oh i saw that he disappeared yeah. for a while i didn't see him but the crowd's holding up the, the cord. He just disappeared. Yep, he went down into the crowd, and he stayed there for a couple of songs. <laughs> yes. He was, he was there for a while. He was uh, having fun with all the guys. He was dancing with them. He was, And he was still playing guitar. 
I haven't seen that done at a show in a long time, especially one at that capacity. Right? Oh, man. A lot of people. It was, it was pretty packed. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, Idols, they... Uh, yeah, their singer, he was going nuts on stage. Like, yeah. not super crazy, like uh, going beyond his physical limitations, but <laughs> he was making it a live show. He's not just a singer, he's a front man, right. you know? And I said on the last episode, like, if you're performing live, make it a live show. Right. And boy, did they make it a live show. Both guitarists, I mean, with within limitations, because they're playing a guitar and they've got to continually play. But man, they were quite lively as oh, well. Oh, yeah. And one of them uh, on stage left, he was uh, pulling double duty, yep. playing guitar and doing the keyboards. Right. You know, playing the little organ parts and doing the sound effects as well. He's a uh, Jack of all trades. And yeah. the singer pointed out that he was dressed like a Casanova. Yes. <laughs> His little uh, suit with the little lacy cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was beautiful. And, uh, yeah, as far as the set list went, I acquired a photo of one. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of the... Yeah, I approached one of the kids outside who caught a set list, and I was like, hey, hold it up. Let me get a picture of this just so I can verify that I heard the songs that I did. And... Yep, for the most part, they played they played like 90% of the songs I wanted to hear live. Like, well, when they play an hour oh, and 40 yeah. minutes, uh, I'm sure they're going to get most of them, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, they hit most of them. However, they did not play... Um, oh, God. Shit, I, for, <laughs> I forgot the damn thing. Kill Them With Kindness. They didn't okay. play that song. I was kind of bummed about that. But, I mean, they opened up with Colossus, the song that opens up uh, Joy is an Act of Resistance. And, oh, my God, they played Car Crash, one of my favorites from their latest album. They did, and also the Beachland Ballroom. Uh, but they did stuff like Danny Nadelko, I'm Scum. They closed with Rottweiler. Oh, man, they did Crawl. They did The Wheel. They did Television, one of my other favorites from Joy. But probably my favorite Idol song, the one that I was ready to get fucking ignorant, was Never Fight a Man with a Perm. <laughs> oh, man. That's the one that's like, concrete and leather, concrete and leather. Oh, man. I was going nuts during that song. That's awesome. Oh, man. It was... Uh, yeah, it was quite a set. You know, idols, they are a credit to any performers out there. Right. In and out of music. So, idols, I love you guys. I love seeing you live. I love having finally seen you live. And I hope to see you again sooner rather than later because that was just a, no other way to describe it, a magical experience. Right. Come to some other festivals because I'm not going to Coachella anytime soon. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> never, never have been. Never plan to. I'm with so, you. Oh man, it's just so overblown and yeah. I guess, in a way of speaking, overhyped. Yeah, my opinion. We know as well. who we know who they're catering to. They're catering to the lowest common denominator. the yeah. the ba The bands and artists that will get the ticket sales, that'll get the people to the festival, and that, of course, means. The ones with the most Spotify followers. True. <laughs> and the most uh, downloads from uh, iTunes. <laughs> and if iTunes is still a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But you know what I'm getting at. You know who the headliners are. They're the names that you hear thrown around in every social standing that you go to. And about the songs that nine times out of ten you turn on the radio, you're going to be hearing that song. Right. <laughs> oh, God. 
I fucking hate radio. Radio's dead. Podcasting is uh, over is overhauling it. <laughs> right? It's taken over. Oh, yeah. Has taken over. We're going to say that. Has taken over. Yep. Podcasting and streaming. I mean, everyone said the video killed the radio star, and now <laughs> it's still getting killed. It's just beating a dead horse at this point. Well, uh, yeah. Well, do you have anything else to say about that specific show? And if and then I'm going to follow up with, did you see any other shows? So feel free to answer <laughs> in any order there. Well, as far as the Idol show is concerned, I think I said my piece. I, yeah. Like I said, I cannot say enough nice things about that show. Right. I, you know, and, you know, broad demographic that they are appealing to. And I was, uh, I could tell that punks were in the minority there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, I'm, like I said, I'm surrounded by all these uh, guys in thrift shop clothes. And I'm just there with my cutoff jeans, my DRI jacket. And I'm just, uh, just kind of sitting there, arms folded, waiting for the show to happen. Right. <laughs> and... When it did happen, well, if you want to know, rewind. Right. Because <laughs> I'm just going to say the same shit. It was <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. As for uh, as for the other shows I attended, I only attended one. It was allegedly Invader's last show that they didn't show up to. What? <laughs> yeah, they didn't play. I don't know. They they were not on the bill when I got there. It was like, there's only two bands. I'm like, well, what about Invaders? Oh, they're not playing. Why? I don't know. Okay, fine. I don't, I'll stick around. And I stuck around. Uh, it was just Swarmer and Thunderfist. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so I stuck around. Swarmer had just gotten on the stage and they started playing. Unfortunately, I did not stay for the whole show. I... As soon as I entered the venue, I had fallen ill. Oh. I could just tell that my stomach was not feeling right. I thought it was like indigestion because I just came from dinner at my mom's house. It was her birthday that weekend. Happy birthday, mama. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, at, and yeah, I didn't eat too much. I didn't gorge myself. I mean... You know, I thought that maybe I ate something bad or something, and it was just having a hard time going through the digestive system. And, uh, well, I spent most of Swarmer's set sitting on the toilet. <laughs> uh, but that didn't uh, do anything. My friend who I met there, whose birthday it also was. <laughs> yeah, a lot of birthdays in April. Good Lord. Uh, not even in April, just in the span of five days from each other. Just good Lord. Um <laughs> So yeah, she brought me a she bought me a beer, a little Pabst Blue Ribbon, and I drank maybe four sips from it because my stomach was not having it. It wasn't handling all those little bubbles going down into the stomach. It's like nope, nope. <laughs> so I had to I had to leave. I went home and oh yeah, the yep filled the pail by the bed. Was going in and out of the bathroom all night. It was not a pretty sight, but. Fortunately, I kicked the thing in like a night. Oh, good. Next day, I'm up. Next day, I'm up and I'm uh, going to brunch at my friend uh, for my friend, other friend, other friend's birthday. <laughs> so why? How did we get so many kids born in April? <sighs> anyway, that was uh, that was uh, my second show experience and Swarmer. What I did see of their set was really good. Okay. They were, yeah, they, 
great performers, and I love seeing them live. I'm I'm hoping that they play live again soon. I mean, I'm assuming they will, but yeah, that show was just not a good one for me. It's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad, but it's okay. I had plenty to say about Idols. I am sitting on that, and I will have a lot of other shows to attend in this upcoming week, and I will be playing one. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'll just uh, plug some of the upcoming shows now. Right? Do it. Yeah. All right. The uh, da, 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 where... While you find it, I'm going to quickly plug The Mandalore is not playing with All Systems Fail. They had some band members who got sick, so they weren't able to make it. But Enemigas and Amigo, or Enemigas del Enemigo, or something like that. I can't quite read it. Anyway, they are still going with Mandalore. And on the 29th, they'll be in Bogota. Uh, Medellin in on the 30th, Imbague, uh, Colombia on the 1st, and then the following week, next week on the 5th, they'll be in Costa Rica on the 5th, 6th, and 7th. I don't see the specific cities, but if you want to go see some great Salt Lake City straight edge and you're going to be in Colombia or Costa Rica, definitely do so. What do you got? All right, well... Uh, tonight, <laughs> yeah, tomorrow night for you guys out there, but, uh, there is the sold out turnstile show at the Soundwell. Cool. So. Well, that'll be fun. Yep. Soundwell's a decent venue. Yeah, it's a pretty decent, it's pretty decent. Um, but that of which I will not be, uh, attending because turnstile, I like them. I like them pretty good. They're pretty decent. Um, not enough for me to, uh, shell out some money or, uh, now people looking for, uh, looking for anyone who is selling their tickets because they got a draw. <laughs> oh man, they got a draw. Okay, so anyway, that's that will be going on or has gone on. It's just whatever. Anyway, uh, upcoming on the twenty uh, sixth, we have in your coffee maker uh, four oh six in your coffee maker real flip youth group and raid at the Monarch House. Ask a punk if you want to go there. Um, also on the 29th, if you're looking for something a bit more. Uh, heavy. The band Recidivist will be playing at the Beehive with Spent, Mummy, and Suffocator. Nice. Yep. That will be, uh, that's also going to be a $10 show. Um, on the 30th, now this is going to be a big one, is the General Violence Conference. That will be taking place both at the Beehive and at Aces High Saloon. And this one is a, it's a stacked lineup. It is a festival. It was put together by Tyler uh, Tyler Barani and Spencer Anderson of NARC, and they got a bunch of bands coming from out of state. Bands like Shit Stormtrooper, D.I.E., Surge, Vacancy, Disease, um, Exile. Why can't I? Why can't I read that? All right. Some of them pick some fucking hard fonts to read, man. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bridge Dweller. Um. <laughs> Roto Bus. <laughs> Rot Bus, I guess. Uh, let's see. Um, Generation Decline. Wretched Self. Psychomentis. Strangle? 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 They got stupid names. <laughs> Hungry Ass Youth. Gutter Hype. As well as local support from Betty. From Fuckskin. From Nelson Muntz. From Ribbons. N- um, no man, narc, and did I say snuff tape? Snuff tape and my band, Anonymous. 
we will most likely be playing the longest set on that. <laughs> and and yeah, you can find the the event page for that, the for where and when these bands will be performing. I can speak on my behalf that we'll be playing at the Beehive at 1.30 p.m. Yeah, we're playing very early. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I get it. Some of these bands, they won't be making it into the <laughs> into the state until well after 5, 6 p.m. Right. So you kind of have to work with what you got. But I'm just stoked to be, I'm just stoked to be on this. This is a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty big um, step to be taken. And yeah, like I said, bunch of bands. Maybe you can read the, maybe you can read their logos better than me. <laughs> but it's some good stuff. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Anyway, that's a general violence conference. On the uh, 2nd of May at the loading dock, there will be Boston Manor, Trash Boat, and Higher Power. And for all of uh, for all of you metal heads, on the 7th of May, there will be Arch Enemy and Behemoth with Napalm Death and Unto Others at the depot. I will be there. Awesome. I will be there. Last time Behemoth played, I could not see them. And I still hold a vendetta against that because, get this, my friend had a had a few extra tickets. He offered one to me. I said I would go. I was going to meet him down there, and I was telling my uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time, you know what tonight is, right? What is tonight? <laughs> it's uh, it was my drummer, my ex drummer's birthday. And she was having everybody over at Red Rock for dinner. I said I would go, so I had to show up, and I ate in silence and in anger. I was <laughs> gnashing my teeth together before I even had food in my mouth. Oh, I was pissed. God, I was pissed. So this is my redemption round. I need to see Behemoth. My God, I need to see them. Anyway, um, <laughs> I kind of jumped the gun there. Uh I forgot to mention that on the uh, 3rd at Urban Lounge, Gate Creeper will be coming with Fearing, 200 Stab Wounds, and Narrow Head. And on the 6th at the Beehive, it's going to be a nice little pop-punk show with Wicked Bears uh, and Knuckles. That's ampersand Knuckles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then 29th of Never. I don't know where people are getting these names from. It's like... The names you come up with in one of those little uh, name generator memes, <laughs> you know? Oh, God. So that's a, yeah, that's some uh, weird stuff. So hopefully, hopefully you all follow that. <laughs> I, I used, hope that all these dates are right. I used a name generator uh, a couple times, but I, I also used one that does like anagrams. So it takes your, your name and my first and last name also spells haunted shit. <laughs> using uh, all the letters but just rearrange all the letters and you get haunted shit haunted shit holy yes. hell that's that's actually really hilarious oh god that, that's gonna be my stage name yeah haunted <laughs> shit okay the 8th of may that's when uh yeah that's when gate creeper will be playing urban lounge did i say that correctly i did say that correctly great i can rest easy tonight excellent 
Well, we have a bonus episode that we're going to be recording of Eric's Best of 2022. So I'm going to quickly go through this so we can get through the rest of the cool-ass songs we're going to play mm-hmm. and get on to recording that. So we're going to start on April 29th. If you are in the Bay Area in Oakland, $12 in advance, $15 the day of. You can go see Suede Razors, Doug and the Slugs, Weekend Kids, and Slugger. Man, I wish I could go see that. See, that's what I was talking about. 12 bucks, and you get to see those bands compared to you know, one band and what you described as the second band on <laughs> the <Yeah>. other show. <laughs> uh, next, uh, you can go see Parasite, Cast, that's C-A-S-T-E, Dry Sockets, Vagrant, and Greed, and something disgust where the fuck is that uh g-a-h-d-x-i-x go look that up on instagram i don't know what it stands for but anyway you can go see those bands 10 bucks uh friday april 29th supply and demand long beach the name of the venue looks like it's supply or and supply and demand and it's in long beach california we play dry sockets on the show go check out the other bands as well there's also another 29th show, and this one you want to get to if you can get to it. This is in Los Angeles, California at First Street Billiards. It is their first show back in Los Angeles in eight years. You'll get to see the return of The Havoc. Uh, that'll be Friday, April 29th. They'll be doing a live music video shoot, so if you're in the area, you definitely want to get there. It's only 15 bucks. It is an 18 and older show. The doors open at 6.30, the other bands you'll get to see are Tom Tom and the Knuckleheads, Infirmities, Dead 77, Dogface Bastards, Noise Pollute, and No Consent. I think we've played every single band on that list except for Tom Tom and the Knuckleheads. So definitely get out and check those out. The, the bands, The Havoc, will be playing at 9.30. So if you're going to be going to do the music video, if you want to be a part of it, Make sure you're there for that show or that time slot because the first band, No Consent, starts at 7.30. Infirmities is the last one starting at 11.20. Everybody else is in between, including The Havoc. So uh, that is this Friday, the 29th. So definitely get out there. Uh, Like I said last week, Doc Hammer, I believe they're from San Diego. They're going to be doing some shows. The 30th in San Diego, 1st of May in Los Angeles, 2nd in Anaheim, 3rd in Oakland, 4th in Sacramento, 5th in Portland, 6th in Seattle, 7th in Wenatchee, whatever you said it was last week, you said it last week, the 8th in Boise, 9th in Salt Lake City, and then they'll have some other shows, which I'll probably mention again next week, but they will be coming to Salt Lake City on Sunday, May 1st at 6 p.m. sharp in Valencia, or on Valencia Street in San Francisco, California, rather. The Complicators will be playing with Grossero, Mentor, and Losers. and That's a free show for a 21 and older, though. So head over there and go check out that free show. Complicators are awesome. We played them on the show before. Uh, then that uh, at, it's at the Zeitgeist, just so you know. That's the name of the venue if you would like to go check out the show. And what do we got? Finally, I will mention one that will be coming up next week on the 9th. Oi Boys, uh, who's French band, uh, Revanche, which I believe is a French band. I think the other band here is Bait. I can't tell. Anyway, uh, go check it out. It'll be on May 9th. And go over to Common People Records 
and uh, on Instagram, and you'll be able to find more details if you want to go check out those bands. Oh, finally, somebody sent me something. It's a little ways out. It's Saturday, June 18th, but uh, doing time, it's a tribute to Sublime. So you'll get to see bands Generic, Dirty Hammer, 390, uh, Doing Time, and The Lost Decade. It's 10 bucks. I'll probably mention that again as it gets closer, but I want to make sure I get that mentioned as that was just shared with me earlier today. Eric, that's it for live shows. Unless you have something else to add, what do you got for an album? <laughs> um, well, the only thing I got to add is it kind of embarrassing to me that I know exactly what song they are referring to in that little Sublime show. Yes. <laughs> Doing time. Yep. I'm trying Right? Okay, that's my only Sublime that I'm going to do in the next... Uh, for the next few months. Anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I got to... Let's jump the gun here to a much better band. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And I'm only saying that not to uh, diss on Sublime. They are a good band in their own right. But this is my favorite band there that we are, are going to be talking about here. If you, haven't, if you haven't known me and if you haven't listened to a couple of the episodes in the last year, <laughs> then let me tell you what my favorite band is. It is the band simply known as Flogging. Molly. Yeah. Flogging Molly. You probably wouldn't guess it, judging by all the heavy music I play on this show. But yes, <laughs> Flogging Molly, they are my favorite band. They were the band that I listened to that really challenged my taste in music. Because when I discovered them, I was in the depths of heavy music. Uh, anything that didn't have distorted guitars or guttural vocals or shouting vocals, that music sucked. There was no question about it. So when I heard <laughs> Flogging Molly, I originally hated them. But... After a while, through a lot of coercion from my friend, he was like, dude, that Flogging Molly CD that you gave me, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. That shit is awesome. <laughs> I go, no. I only listened to the first five seconds of it. And I was like, nope, it sucks. <laughs> oh, it was so stupid when I was 13. <laughs> anyway, that's a, that is a long story and we're pressed and we're kind of pressed for time. Um, the, the fact is, I played my favorite album by Flogging Molly last year around St. Paddy's Day, on the St. Paddy's Day week, at least, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and the album got played twice on this show, because at the original time, I was supposed to be uh, giving it a little bit of my love. I was in the hospital. <laughs> I didn't even know my name. So, yeah, that kind of happened. But I got a redemption round the following year, and I am the happier for it. So I'm going to be going down the catalog of my favorite Flogging Molly songs, and we're going to do so with one of their undercuts, their underrated album, Speed of Darkness. came out in 2011. It was their fifth album, and their debut album on their then-newly-founded record label, Borstal Beat Records. And this was a bit of a turning point in Flogging Molly's uh, lyrical um, lyrical prowess. They were getting a little bit more uh, socio-political. Uh, Dave King and his uh, and his wife, and also the violinist or fiddle player, <laughs> the fiddlest <laughs> of of the band. They located and set up. Uh, they set up shop in Detroit, and Detroit, if you have known, really has been going through a tumultuous financial stress 
We'll say that's putting it lightly. Right. So all around them, they are seeing all these buildings being foreclosed on, all these businesses being shut down, and just seeing this entire city in shambles. And this was still during the recession. This was 2010, 2011. So, and and yeah, Detroit, they got hit uh, among the hardest. Yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah, they, they just kind of uh, took all of that in in the environment and... They put it out into this record, The Speed of Darkness. And you get some really great songs like Revolution, Heart of the Sea, that are just like calling out all the uh, big wigs that are calling all the shots despite the fact that their business is crumbling beneath them. So they have a lot of... Uh, <clears throat> They have a lot of songs that call them out, but they have a lot of songs that relate to the workers. Songs like Don't Shut Them Down is probably is probably one of the uh, best known. But the one that I really wanted to talk about was The Power's Out. The Power's Out, for one, it gets really bluesy in this one. Yeah, they're all known for their little uh, dancey Irish music, but this one it gets a little bit more to that, uh, like I said, that bluesy side. The one that closely more relates to the workers of America. Right. You know, it's just one stomp box away from just being a... Uh, sounded like a cover of Ghost Riders in the Sky, if you know what I'm talking about. So, so yeah, and the power's out. That is just like, a, that's just a metaphor for saying that, you know, the workers are gone. When the workers go, then the rest of the city goes. You know, saying that the power's out, we are the power. When we're out, everything else is out. There you go. Yeah. So, so yeah, I talked it up enough. Here is the powers out from Floggy Molly and all of their blues caliber. <laughs> from the town of Detroit where my job is secure, yeah. Securing the fact now that it's gone for good, yeah. So I scrimp and I'm scraping this pension I saved. It. So it should be gone by the end of the day Yeah, the power's out Is there no luck inside? Yeah, the power's out Hope it's just for tonight Yeah, the power's out Another kick in the head I'm so poor at this living I'd be richer off Tomorrow you 
the earth will catch fire and replenish itself From the town of Detroit where we fight till we drop You see what I mean? Just one stomp box short of being a blues song. I mean, you have Dennis Casey doing the uh, bottleneck technique. You know, that's how it gets that kind of faux slide guitar thing without actually having a slide guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what the old blues musicians used to do. They would just uh, crack open a bottle, save the neck, file it down, and then they stick it on their finger. And that's how you get that, you know? <clears throat> That's how they used to do it back in the day. Now they actually create, you know, tools for that. You can buy it at any uh, local guitar shop. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, see what I mean by Flogging Molly kind of abandoning Celtic roots for a little bit in that one song and just going straight, <laughs> straight American blues style. <laughs> I really love it. I love how they did that right there. It's a song that's uh, really a standout on the record. There's a lot of great songs on this record. Like I said, it's an underrated gem. It's not perfect. There are some songs on there that I'd rather uh, skip, but the majority of it is really great. Like it's a, it's a great cover to cover album for a reason. You know, there's just some songs. I think if you rearranged it a little bit, I think it would actually be a stronger release, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Let's talk about what else is good on this one. And one of the, one of the greatest songs on this record, and one of my personal favorites, is the one that's actually, yeah, it's kind of a, uh, I guess you could say a hippie song, <laughs> basically saying, yeah, despite all of our flaws and all of our differences and how much we dislike and even hate each other, wish death upon others as a human race, we're really uh, all we got. You know, right? That's there's not much else out there beyond this little celestial body that we call home. So, yeah, not much life uh, in the immediate uh, system that we are revolving in. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what this song is about. It's called "The Cradle of Humankind," and yeah, I really kind of uh, chose this song just because I'm still writing and reminding. What is going on over in Europe? You know, despite all the differences in uh, in the political parties over there, 
and how they're just uh, pitting all of their people against each other. You know, the people, you don't know what they, you don't know what they actually believe until you actually sit down with them. Like I said, not all Russians are for the, are for the war. Not all Ukrainians are. They just got to do what they got to do in, in efforts to survive. So that's what this, that's what this song, I've, that's why this song I feel is important to listen to now as well as any other day. Here is The Cradle of Humankind. Behind, for I 
So yeah, that is among my favorite Floggy Molly songs. And remember what I was saying, how the song is just kind of a um a sonic a sonic message of assemblage among all of us, you know, Homo sapiens. <laughs> And especially with the way that things are going in certain parts of the world, it's not just Russia and Ukraine, and it's not just this time. This has been going on for pretty much the entirety of our existence on this fucking planet. (laughs) You know, divide and conquer. What else can you say? But uh, but one thing I really wanted to point out, and this is me kind of getting an artsy rock critic boy. The, uh, (laughs) yeah, um... The way that the song starts off, it's just got that little uh, uh, serene piano melody. And then Dave comes in with his uh, vocals on there. And then after the first chorus, you know, along comes Bridget with the violin. And then the verse starts and you get Matt on the accordion. And then after the next chorus, you get the you get Bob on his mandolin. And then you get... Nathan and Dennis in the in the verse with their guitar and bass. And then when the song's about to break, you hear the drums come in and Dave comes in with his acoustic guitar. And then at the very end, everything assembles and everyone's firing on all cylinders to uh, mirror that same melody. So basically what I'm saying, when it comes back to the bass melody of that song, there is always something else that is added. And it's just kind of like, okay... You're bringing one person in, then you're bringing in another, and another, and another, and before you know it, everybody is everybody is in conjunction with everybody else. So I feel that's kind of a musical metaphor to, uh, you know, can we just fucking get along? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the end of me being the, uh, uh, that's the end of me presenting myself in, uh, in a Rolling Stone interview to be one of the next uh, writers for said magazine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. And uh, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about this record this time. I'm pretty sure I'm going to revisit it because yeah, there's some more songs of this record that I feel need to be talked about. But first, got to get through the rest of their albums. There you go. <laughs> but we'll get to that. To be continued. We'll, yep, to be continued. I mean, it's my favorite band. What the fuck do you expect from me? <laughs> I'm going to be talking about them a lot. But that's all I have to say for this episode. And, yep, Floggy Molly, you're the best. I love you. Dustin. <laughs> well, band I picked, they're out of Atlanta, Georgia. They started way back in 84. They had a hiatus between 89 and 93. The band is anti-heroes. Uh, I was listening to something on Spotify while at the gym the other day. And, you know, after you make your way through whatever you're listening to, then it starts to play like music and Antiheroes, Fuck Hollywood came on, and I love that song, and I've played that song on the show before, and I thought, you know what? I really want to listen to that album. I really like the band. And so I went and listened to American Pie. That's the tracks I picked from, and American Pie came out in 96, if you're unfamiliar with it. Eric, how old were you in 96? Uh, <laughs> I was an age. An, an age. I think I said my first word at that point. <laughs> I might have been walking by then. <laughs> well, what came out at that point, Eric, was American Pie by Antiheroes. Oh, 
Well, that's good. All right. <laughs> it's nice to know that I'm older than this album. <laughs> Not by much, but you are just a little bit. Just a, just a bit. <laughs> I mean, I have a, if I have a day on somebody, I'm going to take them a decade. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you an anti-heroes fan? Are you familiar with their music? Familiar with the name, not so much the music. Well, so. you should go check out Fuck Hollywood. It's All on right. American Pie. Go, I would recommend checking out the rest. All right. It's a good thing that there's no cover song on this one. Right? Yep. One specifically by Donnie McLean. <laughs> right? <laughs> they did not do that one. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, the album's good, though. I went back and listened to it this past week and thought, man, I really like it. I'm going to throw this on as my album. I did. Where I had a hard time picking tracks, the ones I narrowed it down to. Uh, hopefully you would agree, anybody that's familiar with this album, but I picked because I'd already played Fuck Hollywood, and I, I just enjoy that track. But the first one, it's Carte Blanche for Chaos. <laughs> definitely heard that song before. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yes, I did. It was, uh, I don't remember where, I don't remember when, but it did sound familiar. So, Good track. So, yeah, anti-heroes. Yeah, I remember reading about them in, uh, in American Hardcore. I remember they were talking about that when they were, like, going through uh, Southern-based hardcore. Okay. So, yeah, and these guys, like you said, are from Georgia, so... Right. So, yeah, I was like, hmm, anti-heroes. Why does that sound familiar? And it's because I'm familiar with the skate deck. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, anti-hero, which, by the way, was founded in 1995. So they, too, are older than this album. <laughs> <laughs> the band may be older, but the skate deck is still older than this album. <laughs> nice. And arguably more uh, well-known. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's a skate deck, and this is a band, but it doesn't fucking matter. What does matter is I like the song, and it was cool to get a little bit of a refresher course on this. Well, maybe the next one will refresh, too. The next one, The Tradition, probably my favorite track from that album. Even though I said uh, I'd already played Fuck Hollywood, I think The Tradition is probably my favorite. Great track. Let's uh, let's check it out. We'll see what you think. It's Antiheroes with The Tradition. Heroes, the tradition. 
The tradition. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, I really like it. I recommend going and checking out the album American Pie if you haven't. I just gave you two reasons to do it. Eric, any thoughts on Anti-Heroes before we move on to wrap up the show? Because we got some other stuff we got to record. Yeah, we do have some other stuff we got to record. Uh, nothing much uh, else to say about Anti-Heroes. I'm just uh, glad that I got a... I'm just glad that it jogged my memory. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, go so, check them out. I will. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap up the show as we do with some non-punk music. What do you got this time? Well, I got a, uh, sure, a non-punk song, but it is related to uh, punk rock. Okay. Yeah. It's by this uh, local Salt Lake City once straight edge, once vegan rapper by the name of Naj One, or just uh, Focus, or Folk knowledge. Okay. <laughs> yep. He had a couple of uh, different uh, different stage names, but more commonly he's referred to as uh, Focus. Um, but on this album, he goes under the name Na- Naj One, whereas the album is called Folk Knowledge. Everybody have that? Great. <laughs> anyway, I played a song from this uh, uh, from this album a while back. I don't remember which episode, obviously, but it was it was a long time ago. And it was the song New Dawn Breaking, which was his crossover with the uh, still vegan, still straight edge band, Cherim, who okay. are, yeah, who are also from Salt Lake. I haven't played anything from them on this, uh, on this podcast, mostly because uh, I can't remember the last time I listened to them. <laughs> uh, and no, that song does not count. <laughs> that song is its own its song. It's a, uh, it. That's another story. Okay. And and speaking of story, the song that I chose for this one is called My Story. This is this this is one of his uh just straightforward rap songs. He he's got the he's got the flow, he's got the beat, he's got everything. And what he's talking about here is basically his his life story. All of his struggles and all of his hardships and I mean real hardships. I'm not going to spoil anything because honestly, you should just listen. You should uh, pay attention to the lyrics. I mean, that's what rap is. It's lyrically based, much like hardcore music, lyrically based. Not so much on the music. The music is there to really promote the feeling. And this, uh, yeah, this beat really, uh, really promotes the uh, the feeling of what this song is getting across. So, so yeah, just the only thing to say is uh, Naj One, he was an old school uh, hardcore punk kid. and And yeah, he lived that lifestyle. Almost to a fault. <laughs> Practically to a fault. He is still alive, don't worry. Um, even more, yeah, more than alive. Crazy thing was, if he, the fact that he was living on the streets, he's actually a bit of a math whiz. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Okay, but yeah, if you want, to, if you want the full effect of this uh, craziness, listen to the lyrics of this song. This is my story. I was a young runaway who 
chose another way To sustain the struggle in a concrete jungle Had a spare change hustle, kicked down from punk rockers Safety pinning patches on my thrift store dockers Hanging in train tracks, a hardcore hooligan Sleeping on rooftops at 16 fooling with Balloons and burnt spoons, I became a statistic Head sunk into my chest, my life was contingent On cocaine, syringes of smack and cheap beer In the vandalist bathroom, cooking up with my tears Sharing needles with people, my head wasn't clear Knocking boots with prostitutes the next couple of years Was spent inside a cage, locked up like Momia For hustling the street, trying to deal with Malia I made moms cry, put the pain over tears Couldn't smother all the bridges that I burnt through the years This is my story my life's composition The struggle I survived that gave me true definition The truth behind the lies liberating God's glory If y'all can relate, that's okay, it's my story This is my story My life's composition The struggle I survived that gave me true definition The truth behind the lies liberating God's glory If y'all can relate, that's okay, it's my story Locked up in a cell a lonely broke crook No visits, no letters, no money on my books But that's what it took to get me to see That the one thing in common with my problems was me Had a moment of clarity, the message was clear Had to stop chasing dope and start facing fear Got released to the streets, but I have a new problem That I'm sick with the same blood type as Magic Johnson 20 years old with a positive result Thinking life was over, why should I stay sober? My heart turned cold, suicide contemplations inflicted my soul with the pain of self-hatred on my knees praying that my life could be different constantly blaming saying god doesn't listen because it's hard to keep the faith when your girlfriend loves you but you can't be together because she's scared to touch you this is my story my life's composition the struggle i survived that gave me true definition the truth behind the lies liberating god's glory if y'all can relate that's okay it's my story this is my story my life's composition The struggle I survived It gave me true definition The truth behind the lies Liberating God's glory If y'all can relate That's okay, it's my story For the next three years I hated my life But I seemed to find peace On stage with a mic My soul was diseased Pops the medicine, so I keep killing beats and spilling messages. Musical remedies keeping me strong. Stopped hating myself, started seeking it's long, started seeing what's wrong. I was born in the blindness, started thinking of the babies that were born with this virus in Africa dying. While I think of myself, I had to stop crying because people need help. Every word that I spit, I'll be fighting for freedom. Every day that I live, moving closer to Eden, thanking God for my life and blessing me with the strength to overcome. Overcome my struggle and go to any length To tell you the truth so my lives weren't wasted And rep Salt Lake for my friends who didn't make it This is my story, my life's composition The struggle I survived that gave me true definition The truth behind the lies liberating God's glory If y'all can relate, that's okay, it's my story This is my story, my life's composition The struggle I survived that gave me true definition The truth behind the lies liberating God's glory If y'all can relate, that's okay it's my story Yeah, see what I mean by you really got to pay attention to the lyrics and yeah, it's not that hard. It's actually a pretty uh it's actually a pretty gripping story. Cool, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, you heard it here. Yep, young street kid, as he said, knocking boots with prostitutes. Yes, he did. yeah, and all the <laughs> yeah, and all the drugs and all the poison he was putting in his body, getting locked up, and learning he was HIV positive, and then, and then yeah, found uh, found solace in uh, in the faith that he was seeking. In his case, it was Islam, and yet yeah, now he's found a new lot on life, and just as been ded- dedicating it to just being charitable. Awesome. Yeah. And that was uh that was back at the time of this album's release which was uh 2005, which if you've uh if you were involved in the hardcore scene back then, yeah, it was a different party. <laughs> it was Oh uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy back in the day. I wasn't there, but I know people who were and the way they talk about it, boy. <laughs> it's like uh it was just regular to get stabbed at a show on a Tuesday night. Wow. Yeah, that's how fucking intense it was. Oh god, but but yeah, I know a lot of those guys and they've uh they've really surpassed that lifestyle and and yeah, they're living their best lives right now. And yep, yeah, folk knowledge. <laughs> yeah, folk knowledge or you know, rather Aaron, he is living a he is living a good life. He's not a he's not making poking his head around at shows that much anymore, but you know, I see him every once in a while and yeah, he's still doing good. Awesome. It's great. So yeah, there you go. There's Naj one. That's his story. Excellent. <laughs> Y'all can't relate. That's okay. It's his story. We're about to wrap up the show. I got a new metal track, or in this case, an industrial metal track. But before I get there, a couple shows I forgot to mention, as I forgot last week, because <laughs> I have them stored in a different spot. But I remembered before the show ends, uh, you can go check out The Bad Assets, The Old Breed, EKG, and Frente Norte, and Rat Trap this Friday, the 29th, 6 p.m. at 6 bucks. It, it, you're going to have to ask a punk, so ask somebody there in Toledo, Ohio, or ask one of those bands where to go see the show. That's this Friday. And then I had been mentioning the show that they're going to be doing on Saturday. The show got moved due to the owner of the previous place being a racist. So fuck that guy. Ah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't blame him. We, they moved. It's going to be a backyard bash now in uh, Chicago, and it's Nico's 30th birthday. It's Saturday, April 30th. The bands will start at 6.30. The bands you'll get to see are the Ridgelands, Substitute Prostitute, Bad Assets, Islanders, and Fighting for Scraps. I'm not familiar with Islanders, but all the rest of the bands are really cool. Actually, I don't know Substitute Prostitute either. I just have said the name enough that I feel like I'm familiar with them, and I really do like that band name. <laughs> yeah, that is a great name. It is. so. just kind of makes you think what exactly that is. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know, with just a stripper, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. But go check out Bad Assets this weekend in Toledo and then in Chicago. And then next week we're going to be doing an interview. You'll be able to check out an interview we do with Chris of Powerhouse, some OBHC. They are actually on the East Coast this weekend, Saturday, April 30th. They'll be in Asbury Park, New Jersey, playing with the likes of Madball, H2O, Hazen Street, and then in New Jersey, Reaching Out will be playing. And then the next day, Sunday, they'll be in Providence, Rhode Island at The Met, playing with the same bands, except instead of Reaching Out, it'll be Reason to Fight. So get out there, check out Powerhouse and Hazen Street. Those are two bands that hadn't played, I mean, in the last almost 20 years for both bands. There wasn't a lot of opportunity to see either of those bands, plus... Madball and H2O are both phenomenal bands to go see live, so go check those out. Stay tuned on the next episode where we talk about Powerhouse, 
their new album, Renegades, that'll be coming out, and a whole bunch more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are going to wrap up this show, though, with a, like I said, some t- industrial metal, new metal, it all kind of went together, in my opinion, during that window when I was listening to it. As I said, late 90s, early 2000s, uh, a lot of those bands and albums is where I was listening to at the time. American Head Charge is the band. They're from Minneapolis, Minnesota. In 2001, they released the album The War of Art, and it's a cool album. I would definitely recommend checking it out. The band was active from 97 to 09, took a couple years off, and then 2011 to the present. So you can go check them out and go check out more music by them. They do have other albums, but off of The War of Art, we're going to check out a track called A Violent Reaction. Are you familiar with American Head Charge? I actually am, yes. And once you know it, I used to listen to them. Awesome. Well, you might be familiar with this track then. Uh, American Head Charge, here is A Violent Reaction. Yeah! 
there are elements about it that I would say kind of fall under the industrial rock or metal or whatever, but mm-hmm. overall, I mean, that song specifically, I would not say just hearing that one song from that band be like, oh yeah, that's an industrial metal band. Yeah, I <laughs> I can see that being a... Yeah, I know they got industrial influence, but it's the same way of like calling a band like uh, who I think is very similar to this, Static X, calling them an in, a straight up industrial band. Right. It's like you compare it to an actual industrial band, you compare that shit to uh, Ministry's earlier catalog. Right. Yeah, they don't exactly sound similar, but you can sense where some of that style is coming from. True. So yeah, this is definitely more of an industrialized new metal track. And, and yeah, American Head Charge, they do kind of fall under that same idea of, of what Static X was going through, as well as a few others. I guess you could also say, um, oh, fuck, I had that band, and then I lost it. <laughs> Shit. But, yeah, mainly set, Mushroom Head. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mushroom Head. They had a bit of the electronic stuff, too, and Slipknot did to a degree, you know? But you know, Slipknot was a vessel in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas these guys, they had a very specific, uh, they had a very specific go ahead in what they were trying to get into their music, and and yeah, a lot of it kind of fell in the same vein. At least when I was listening to it, so some of their shit fell by the wayside. I was like leaning a bit more towards the Static X side, or a bit more towards the Mushroom Head side, and yeah, a lot of it really didn't stick with me <laughs> over the years because right. a lot of it was really starting to sound the same. <laughs> Yeah, such as the it's the way it goes. That is true. Well, that's American Head Charge, a violent reaction. Let's wrap up the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for sticking around all the way up to this point. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and SLCPunkCast.com. You found us somewhere, but you can also find us on all those places, too. You can find the bands on Instagram, at The Interrupters, at Rough underscore Law, at The Drowns, at Strung Out, at Idols Band, at Flogging Molly, at American underscore head underscore charge dot official. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? On Instagram. My personal one is scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. And you can find my band Anonymous on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. And my other band... Uh, Heart of Dark, which is uh, currently going through a name change. I saw that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the Instagram handle is yet. I don't think it's been changed, but it's still... Uh, I'll plug it here anyway, just in case, at Heart of Dark 801 SLC. Um, on Facebook, you can find you can find Anonymous at Anonymous SLC and Heart of Dark at heartofdark.slc. Again, name change. If you can't find it now, you'll... Find it next week when I give the actual update. Anyway, and uh, my band's uh, Bandcamp is anonymousslc.bandcamp.com. And you can find my other podcast that I am on, Lead Melodies. You can find that on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast. And on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And you can find all that and more at circlepitradio.com. And... Yes, Lead Melodies, if you've been paying attention, it's uh, reached a lull. I mean, the last uh, last episode was released at the beginning of March, and I made a post about it on Instagram. I know at least three people saw it, because three <laughs> people liked it. Um, but if you are interested, there are three episodes out. Uh, you can listen to them. 
they are, they're pretty good. But then again, I created them, so yeah, what can I say? <laughs> but but I poured my heart and soul into doing those things. And there is a number four coming out. There's just been a lot of uh, stuff in my life that has been upheaved, and I have to take care of that first. So as soon as my accounts are in order, then I will get right back at it. Hopefully by June, episode four will be out. So, yep, if you want to hear me uh, review shit, heavy music, then you know where to find it now. And also, follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook. That is at SLC Hardcore. And you can keep in touch with that and all the shows and happenings that are going on within the Salt Lake Valley. And maybe a little above, maybe a little below. We'll see. There's not much happening elsewhere as we speak. (laughs) That kind of sucks, but whatever. That's where you can find uh, anything, anything I'm involved in. And... Heart of Dark has officially changed its Instagram handle, just so you know. Ah, okay. Well, stay tuned for next week. We'll actually most likely have a song out by then. Oh, awesome. Yep. We went well, to recording it. On the new uh, Instagram page, it looks like you guys are recording your song. Pictures of it anyway. Yep. We recorded the we recorded the bulk of it. Uh, our singer Tyler is going back to uh, fix up some uh, vocal tracks, and I guess Ben needs to... Uh, uh, fix up some of his uh, drumming patterns, so it's still kind of in the works. But you know, it's our first song, our first single. We want to put our best foot forward. Cool. Yep. Not me, of course. <laughs> I mean, I'm the best as it is. So this was all just, uh, you know, session musician type stuff. I'm just kidding. I had to do so many takes on my bass parts. I'm doing so much. <laughs> oh God. But yep, we'll uh, we'll play it on this. We'll play it on this show when it's officially released it's a it's a fun one awesome you can find all the bands on facebook at we are the interrupters at rough law at the drowns at strung out at idols band at flogging molly at the anti-heroes at american head charges shows at slc podcast that's it that's all i've got eric any final thoughts before we end it well one final thought in case you uh couldn't pick up what i was uh hinting towards at the beginning of this show that two of the bands i said were gonna be on tour yeah, that happened to be my picks for this week, inadvertently so. Yeah, it's the Interrupters and Flogging Molly, along with Tiger Army. I forgot that Tiger Army was still a band, <laughs> you know? So it's going to be cool to see see all three of those. Interrupters I've seen, Flogging Molly I've seen uh, so many damn times. This will be my 10th time seeing them. My 10th. Tiger Army, never seen. So I'm excited for that as well. Cool. So, yep, that's not, but that's not coming up until August. By then, I will probably be plugging another one of my favorite Flogging Molly albums and maybe another couple of songs from the hopefully by then newly released Interrupters album. Right. So, yeah, a lot of shit to look forward to in August. And it's also my birthday. There you go. <laughs> It'll be my birthday in August. So, yeah, we'll have fun with that. <laughs>